Let's stand together. Brother Charlie, will you ask the blessing on our service this morning? Worship you today. Pray to be with us throughout the remaining part of the service this morning. Bless our speaker this morning. Bless those that sing special today. Help us all to be faithful to thee and to worship you in the spirit and in the truth. Bless everything that's said and done. We give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. All right, Friday evening, um, we have the missionary Galt's going to be at Penview on the campus at 7 o'clock in the tabernacle. And so we kind of need a, um, if you plan to attend, we kind of need a name, your name down, how many's come with you, um, especially for the mealtime afterwards, those that will be staying. Uh, and then also, more importantly than that, we, we need to know that best we can, but we also, it's been requested that we bring 25 dozen cookies. So um, we're down to 22. Thank you, Sister Stefano. She signed up for three. Um, so I'm going to have this sent around, and you, you don't have to do both, or you can do both. You can do either. You can just make cookies and not come, or we want you to come, or you can come and not make cookies, okay? Or you can, if I said that right, you can, you can make cookies and not come, or you can come not make cookies, uh, or you can come and make cookies, but you can't stay at home and do neither. How's that? So uh, uh, let's keep that in mind. Uh, Colin, will you help me out, please? Will you come pass this around? Sign your name on there, and then how many cookies you're bringing, and just start, start that around. All right, so that, that'll be good. So, so normally what, the Galts come and visit different churches, but uh, we're going together with several churches to do this on Friday evening. And if you've heard the Galts, they've been here at our church before. Uh, I'm sure you, you would appreciate the uh, missionary service uh, update with them. And speaking of missionary services, thank the Lord for uh, the way he's helped us down at uh, Fort Myers Rescue Mission. Uh, they're in camp meeting today. They close out camp meeting this morning and this evening. Brother Jeremy Fuller's uh, been one of the preachers down there. And Brother John Whitaker has been the Bible teacher uh, down there. Been excellent services. And... Uh, People getting saved Friday night. I, when, I, when I got down there Wednesday evening, I tried to pick out a fella, uh, you know, one of the people who've come into the mission and uh, to sit with. And I picked out a fella and sat down uh, with him. We became friends. And Friday night he got saved. And I'm just thrilled. I was telling my wife about this morning. I said, when, when I was getting ready to leave, he, he knew I was leaving out yesterday to come home. And uh, stopped at the back door. He said, Pastor Brian, before you go, he said, I want to have prayer with you. He's been near the mission about four days. Been here about four days. Horrendous story from where he came from. But God saved him. And uh, it was just a privilege. We stood there in the aisle and he prayed. And uh, it just felt the Lord's presence. And, and, and uh, God is good. I heard testimony after testimony after testimony of people who were delivered from their sin. Yeah, I just love it. And uh, God has picked up different ones from, I mean, literally right out of the gut. They've lost absolutely everything. Squandered her away. That's what the devil does. And squandered it all away, lost everything, down to nothing. And yet, they prayed. God saved them. And it's a miracle. And I'm just, I was just so excited. I love to hear the stories of when people get saved from their sins. 
don't you? I like when they get delivered. And I think about, you know, being involved in drugs and alcohol and a whole lot of other horrible things and to have them give a good, clear testimony that God delivered them from it instantaneously and they've never gone back. Some for just months, some for two years, some for three years, four years, five years, 15 years, and have never gone back. And I think if God can still save somebody off the street from all the uh, horrible habits of sin, let me tell you something, God can save people right out of the pew. Maybe we don't have the problem of drinking or carrying on or whatever that case uh, might be today, but God can save. You don't have to you don't have to wallow around with little sins either. God can save us. And it's just, it just thrilling. I was, I was sitting down there, uh, you just can't help but cry uh, when you hear it. And I think that's the type of deliverance that I remember for me. And when I was a boy, that I remember from my parents, when my dad got saved, when my mother got saved, when my grandfather got saved, when they got saved, God delivered them from sin. Praise the Lord. And uh, it, just, it just excited me, and, and I thought, man, I, I kind of hated to leave to get home, but I wanted to get home because I was homesick. And Brother Plank was praying that I'd miss my flight. I said, Brother Plank, I will not miss my flight because I already miss my wife. <laughs> so I was there plenty of time to get on the plane uh, to get home uh, last night. But do continue to remember the mission, asking the Lord to help uh, throughout the day uh, today. It's exciting. We I put a, a list out on the board we have, uh, I think there's 80, uh, every bed is filled. Every bed is filled and there's a waiting list to get in. We have 80 men there at least uh, on, the, uh, on the compound and uh, we're, we're getting ready to build a brand new um, uh, a kitchen dining hall facility and uh, just thank the Lord the money's been raised uh, for that. And it's gonna be a huge building, but we're just packed out with what we have right now. So. Uh, thank the Lord for that, and thank God that the gospel message is going out. And I told those fellows, you get back, to, you get up to New Columbia. When we pastored before, they, Fort Myers came to our church always. We just don't, we, they got to get up here and tell us what's going on. And it's just exciting. So I'm a little bit excited today, but I'm not the preacher. Brother Brenizer is, so I better get out of here. Here comes Adrian. All right, let's get our hymn books. Turn to number 220. 220. Lamb of Calvary. Sing about Jesus this morning.
there have been a lot of love stories written down through centuries of time. And uh, you may have some love stories in your library. Who knows? Uh, but love's greatest story, we just sang about it this morning, when Christ went to the cross for our sins. Let's all stand. I'm not sure we can sing this song sitting down. 225. And can it be? Thank God for his amazing love for us this morning. And can it be? 225.
I wanted to do this before we sang our first song, but we'll do it now. Our youth pastor has a birthday today. So I think it would be quite fitting to sing happy birthday to Brother Eric. We appreciate Jill and Eric. So let's, let's sing happy birthday this morning. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Amen. Well, those songs go together. Happy birthday, Eric. I asked him to stand, but he didn't. But anyhow. Don't you love that song, And Can It Be? Oh, that's just, that's powerful. That is powerful. Praise the Lord. And so thankful for it today. Because it can be. It is true. It's the story that's true. Praise his name. And he can, he can save us, change us, fill us, mold us, make us, use us. Amen. Just, just give him everything. When chains fall off and your life is changed completely. I mean, from A to Z, everything about it is different. Your attitude, your talk, your walk, habits. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, I can see this much. I went to Florida, got warmed up, and got excited and came back home. And it's cool up here. So, ugh, yeah. But I'm so excited for what God's doing, ways helping. We got much to pray about uh, today. We want to remember uh, family. Uh, Brandon did pass away uh, on Wednesday. We've been praying for him. And it's been a long, uh, a long illness, but let's remember this family in prayer. Remember Vera uh, Garman. Uh, she is very sick um, with uh, congestive things, and uh, she certainly needs our prayers today. She's, she's just about 90 years old, just about 90 years old. You know, really, we could almost say just hours away, but days away. And she'll be 90 on Friday. And uh, so, but... Um, let's remember Vera in prayer. Um, Kara Plank, she has surgery on Tuesday. Kara's been ba uh, battling this ongoing sickness for quite a while here, and she certainly needs our prayer, so let's remember her in prayer. Henry and Naomi, uh, Brother Henry's back is hurt. He's hurt his back now, and so um, with all of his responsibility and things, he's having a hard time even getting up. And so let's remember um, them in prayer. They need our prayers. The Fulmers, let's continue to remember them in prayer been uh, suffering uh, from the ongoing uh, cold illness, that type of thing. And uh, think about the Beachels. Let's continue to remember them uh, in prayer, asking the Lord to help them. I know there's other burdens and needs uh, from our church. Think about Sister Doris. We've been praying for her, asking the Lord to uh, touch and help her, give her strength back. Uh, pray that God would help her to have an appetite to eat and uh, she needs to eat more. Most of us don't have that problem. And I told Brother Roy, I said, if we could think of something that your wife really likes to eat, because if she has something that she really likes to eat, if she's like me, you can eat it whether you're hungry or not. So we need to pray that God would give her some uh, nourishment and strength uh, for the help uh, that she, she needs right now. Do you have any requests on your hearts this morning? Ellie. Okay, so remember Stephen in prayer. 
yes. Let's continue. Remember this uh, family, the families even of our uh, Sunday outreach. Continue to remember them. Uh, remember Fort Myers. I mentioned Fort Myers. The, the uh, services close out today. There was a little fellow got saved Friday, uh, Friday night. I don't know what his real name is. He's just only this tall. That might be a stretch. But they call him Shorty. I was talking to Shorty uh, Friday morning. He was telling me, yeah, I'm going to be leaving this place, and I'm going to be uh, going out here and getting this and that. I, oh, it just seems so hopeless to me. It seems so hopeless to almost just kind of step back into that. He's kind of new there and was trying to get his feet under him and go back out. Well, he got saved too. And uh, he testified right after he got saved. He really prayed. Testified right after he got saved and then testified again the other morning and uh, about what God's done in his life already in less than 24-hour period. It's exciting. Can't help it. You guys are saying, I wish you'd have stayed down there for another day so we could have enjoyed our Sunday. Oh, I'm just excited. I'm just excited about it. But let's remember them today. Brother, Brother Fuller done a great job uh, preaching and, and uh, Whitaker's singing down here. Then tonight's service, um, Brother Jacob Bloker will be here uh, to speak tonight. I hope, right? We don't know for sure. Do you know for sure? Is he coming? Okay. Brother Eric says he's coming. If he's not here, Brother Eric's preaching tonight. <laughs> So I was supposed to hear something. I haven't heard anything from him. So um, I think he's going to be here tonight uh, to preach for us as, a, as one of our uh, ministerial students and trust that all, that, uh, that all works out tonight. So let's remember that. Let's remember Brother Reniser as he shares this morning. Do you have unspoken requests on your hearts? All right. And let's all stand today, this morning. Brother Kohler, you lead us. Let's lift our voices and pray out together. Heavenly
So when you do fill out that paper, the meal, the, the part on the left of that column, they're just trying to get an idea how many to prepare for because it's actually going to be more than just a little snack. It'll be, it'll be kind of a little meal gathering, refreshments and such, after service, whatever, because uh, different people are participating. So they're trying to get a, an idea if you fill out the paper. If you can stay afterwards and everybody is invited to stay afterwards uh, in the, for the meal there Friday night following the missionary service. Good to be in God's house this morning, isn't it? It's a beautiful day, a beautiful day. One of my favorites. I love a crisp, cool, sunny day, especially on a Sunday. But it's good to be in God's house and to be in his presence and just thankful for his presence in my own life. This morning just felt like God was near and stirring my heart, and it's just a good way to start a Sunday out and good to be in his house. And, um, but it wasn't great to have my birthday on Sunday. And back whenever it was, a month and a half ago, I commented because we sang for somebody and it's always, you know, awkward for the person. And I got up here and I said, um, you know, it just almost makes you wish your birthday would just never land on a Sunday. And after the service, my parents said, do you know your birthday's on a Sunday? <laughs> I said, no. But it is what it is. And I'm getting older, but I feel good because Deb told me this morning it's just a number. So it's just a number. Although, when Brother Spangler was talking about Fort Myers and building a new dining center and kitchen and all that stuff, um, the, the dining hall that's there now, um, I helped to paint and put a roof on 27 years ago. So, I am getting older. Yeah. You can go back and help on the next one. Okay, yeah. But if you've never been there, stop by and visit sometime. It's an interesting place, and I was just, I don't know, it's interesting. It's just kind of... It seems to be tucked out of the way in some ways, and just uh, they do a lot with a little bit of property there, it seems like, but it's a neat place to go, and, and it's just good to hear that God is working there and that they're a lighthouse in that community. Bus and Outreach Convention, March 5th through the 7th. Um, that's this um, coming up next week. Um, if you can't make it, tune in online. I know you will appreciate the sessions and those things and the services. Um, remember bus convention and prayer. Also, a cleanup day, March 9th at 9 a.m. in the morning. A cleanup day here at the church. Um, if you can be here, different things we'll be doing here at the church, and um, help will be appreciated. And then our revival coming up on the 12th through the 17th. It's already cruising along. We're almost in March already. We'll soon be at revival. And uh, so let's remember Brother Smith in prayer as he comes and ministers to us. Um, that God will give him the messages we need to hear, and I know God will. God is faithful to speak, and so let's come with our hearts prepared um, for what God would have to speak to us about. And then the GBSC Ensemble that's coming on March 21st, um, that, remember that service, mark that in your calendars, and then another list of upcoming events that's there, um, mark those in your calendar also. At this time, we're going to come to you for the morning tithes and offerings. The ushers will come. Brother Kohler, will you help us here in the middle, please? Brother Roy, will you pray for the offering, please? Lord, we thank you for your many blessings upon us. Thank you for your day. Thank you for your presence here. We ask now your blessings to give us the giver of prayer. We turn to you to ask the blessing in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you for the offering and the good offertory this morning. At this time, we're going to have a special song from the New Columbia Youth Group, all of the New Columbia Youth Group. If you're here this morning and you're a youth, come up and sing. Come on up, guys.
Thanks, guys. Good job. Could do a little better, but it was a good job. I appreciate the youth group and their heart for God. And we had a youth um, get together this past weekend, and um, Neil and Carrie have Airbnbs, and so they invited us to use those for a youth get-together, and we did, and we had an amazing time. So thank you to them publicly, and we'll probably talk to you about that privately also, but it was a, it was a good time together for those that could make it, so hopefully we can do it again, and if you didn't make it, you can. And we just had a good time together, a good time of conversation, which is one of my favorite things is conversation. And uh, talking about all kinds of different things and discussions. And, and it's good to have times like that where we can sit down and talk about questions of life or um, what life looks like or what things look like and different things about God. And it's just good to be able to have those conversations and that those uh, come up and come up often. And uh, it was a, a, a good time together. And, uh, but thank you, youth group, for singing this morning. I always like to hear you guys sing. And we should do it just all the time, probably. I can tell you guys enjoy it so much. Um, thank you for your willingness to help out in the service this morning. This time, Brother Denver is going to come and bring the morning message. Appreciate Brother Denver, his heart for God. Let's pray for him this morning as he comes to bring us what God has laid upon his heart. Amen. Thank you, young people, for that special this morning. I couldn't help but notice that I think the guys sang a little bit louder than the ladies this morning. Um, that's always, of course, in vacation Bible school. That's always a big A competition. I'm not sure if it's competition this morning, but appreciate that song. Appreciate the ministry this morning. I did want to make one clarification from last week's message. I was using an illustration, and you might not even remember this, but I do. I was using an illustration about stocks. And I mentioned that it was impossible to purchase a stock unless you had a broker. And then I fact-checked myself and found out there are a couple of ways that you can do that without a broker. So I stand corrected on that. If that matters to you, there you go. If that doesn't, there you go as well. But I'm thankful to be in God's house this morning, thankful for his help. I want to publicly give him praise. Uh, because this week, Brother Spengler actually texted me last yesterday and asked if I still plan on preaching. I said, yes, I feel like God has given a message for this morning. Um, but this week, been dealing with a cold, you might be able to hear that. Um, but uh, for several days this week, my throat was swollen and making it difficult to talk. And I was somewhat concerned about preaching this morning, even yesterday, as it was seeming to get worse. And even last night when I woke up in the middle of the night, but this morning... I woke up, and my throat was no longer swollen. And I just give I publicly want to give God praise for that this morning, thankful for his touch today. Joel chapter 2, returning to Joel chapter 2 for this morning's message, I invite you to stand with me for the reading of God's word today. Joel chapter 2, probably reading the most familiar portion of scripture from the book of Joel. 2 verse 28, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit, and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. 
The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Brother Marv, would you ask God's blessing on the service this morning? Amen. The day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 is probably one of the most important days in the history of the church. In fact, I would probably argue that with the exception of the death and resurrection of Christ, the day of Pentecost is probably ranks up there second as the most important day in uh, history. Never before had God's people experienced something like this. And while the Holy Spirit is active throughout the Old Testament, and indeed if we were to do a study on the Old Testament and the Holy Spirit's action in the Old Testament, we would find the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. Yet nowhere throughout the Old Testament and in history before the day of Pentecost do we find the type of filling that happened in such a widespread way upon all the church like we do there in Acts chapter 2. Of course, there we find that the disciples were all gathered together in unity, in one accord. And I think uh, if we were to talk about Pentecost, I think there's something to be said there about the Bible makes a very, very clear that there was unity among the church when God's Spirit um, was poured out. They were gathered together there, and then the, the sound uh, of, of, as of a mighty rushing wind comes, and, and they have what appears to be tongues of fire upon their head, and immediately... Those people there on the day of Pentecost, those disciples, those that were gathered in the room, go forth and begin to serve. We find a mighty miracle is performed, that they're able to speak in tongues, or they're able to speak with other people and communicate across language barriers. If I'm supposed to speak to someone in Spanish, it makes absolutely no sense to me, and probably my English makes no sense to them. Yet for them, someone speaking English, the other person speaking Spanish, yet they were able to communicate with each other. It was the power of God working upon them in their ministry. Of course, this created a sensation within the city. People are wondering what's going on. A crowd gathers, and Peter, anointed with the Holy Ghost, gets up and preaches, and he preaches a powerful message uh, of, of repentance and of Jesus, and 3,000 people are saved that day under his ministry and are added to the church. Up until this point, you see, the believers had obeyed Christ's words. When Christ ascended into heaven, he gave the command, tarry until you be endued with power. Now the power had come, and now the church began to march forward. In fact, a marching that is still going on today. Those events in Pentecost are a direct fulfillment of the scriptures we read this morning. Peter says so in his message in Acts chapter 2, that what Joel prophesied back in the Old Testament then is coming to pass. And it was all because of God's Spirit. It was all because of the Holy Spirit. 
Unfortunately, today it seems in many church circles the third person of the Trinity is not given his proper regard or worship. In, in some church circles, it seems like he's almost as, as a sideline, something not focused on. And then, then you get into other church circles where there's so much emphasis put on the Holy Spirit, or, and, but not so much on the Holy Spirit as much as on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit that these people begin to lose their way in all kinds of non-biblical practices. Nevertheless, the Holy Spirit, as the third person of the divine trinity, is important for us here today. He is God, just as the Father is God, and just as the Son is God. The attributes of the Father and the Son are the attributes of the Holy Spirit. He is omniscient. He is omnipresent. He is omnipotent. He is sovereign. He is God. He is in no way any less than God, and he deserves worship, he deserves praise, and he deserves our allegiance and our obedience. John 14, 26 says that the Holy Spirit has come to be our comforter or our advocate. He is our helper. He ministers to us. He leads us, checks us, guides us comforts us and keeps us. Acts 15.9 then makes a connection between the coming of the Holy Spirit and purity. And while good theology most definitely teaches that a person receives the Holy Spirit when they are saved, yet there still is a need to deal with the self-centered nature called carnality. In Acts we see that when carnality is cleansed, there is room for the Holy Spirit to have all of you. In Acts 1.8, we read that the Holy Spirit has come with power. He is here to empower you for service. I, for one, this, this morning am thankful for the presence and for the ministry of the Holy Spirit within my life. The Holy Spirit is the intimate presence of God working in our lives. 1 Corinthians 6.19 teaches us that the Holy Spirit dwells with us, that our bodies are the temple of, the, of God's Spirit. This on one hand shows God's omnipresence because it means that God can dwell in my heart in Pennsylvania and someone's heart in China on the opposite end of the world. He's not limited. He is able to dwell in both of those hearts. But also that shows his infinite but it also shows his uh, intimacy with us and his condescension that he would come and dwell within our hearts. In our church circles today, it seems like much emphasis regarding the Holy Spirit is placed upon the work of entire sanctification. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Much, much emphasis is placed upon the work of entire sanctification, and, and thank God for that. I'm thankful this morning that there is a remedy for the ugly, selfish carnality that resides within our hearts. Thank God that we can be purified from it, and that God can truly have all of our hearts without any competition. Yet this morning, I want to draw your hearts, if I can, without coughing too much, <coughs> 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 
Yet this morning, I want to draw your attention to another part of the work of the Holy Spirit, and that is his empowerment for ministry. In Numbers 11, we find Moses weary and burdened down under the load of caring for the children of Israel. Moses is the main intercessor between God and his people, and he carries the religious load for all of Israel. Moses cried to God and asked God for relief from this burden, this hard work that he is carrying. And God tells Moses that he will anoint 70 elders then to, be, to, to take Moses' spirit upon them and to do the work of the ministry. In this story, this, this story that happens there in Numbers, we see that some people seem to be concerned they be, they're burdened with why, why Moses would let the Spirit rest upon other people. They're concerned that it's, it's diminishing Moses' ministry. And Moses responds to them. He offers a prayer, and he says that he would, that God, that all of the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his Spirit upon them all. The cry of Moses was that God would empower all of his people for service, that each one would receive the Holy Spirit in his power to carry out the Lord's service. (coughs) I'm sorry this morning. I was not coughing this much before I came to church this morning. We're going to do our best this morning, all right? That message, that cry of Moses in the Old Testament that God would pour his spirit upon all these people is then prophesied in what we read this morning in the book of Joel. Moses' prayer that God would give his spirit to all people so that they could perform ministry for him. And in Acts chapter 2, that is exactly what we find Moses' prayer Joel's prophecy now fulfilled out that God would empower all of his people for service. That God would give each person, each one of his children, not just the leader Moses, not just the 70 elders, not just the prophets of the Old Testament, but that God would give each of his people power for service. Indeed, Sorry, I lost my place here this morning. This this pouring out of God's spirit was not a once and done thing, though. In this empowering for service, it wasn't a once and done thing there in the New Testament. It wasn't just for Acts chapter 2. It is something that continues on throughout today. Indeed, Joel's prophecy was fulfilled in Acts chapter 2 in the fact that it began. But it's still being fulfilled today as God is pouring out his spirit on all of his people. And so that means, friend, if you are a Christian here today, then God has given you power for service. God has a place for you within his kingdom, and he has given you power to minister for him. God has given you a plan, or has a plan for you, and God has given power to you to fulfill this plan. You know, our world is full of purposelessness. Evolution teaches that we're here by accident and that there's no actual greater being except that maybe we should do good. In fact, what is, in, is even good to find 
by that standpoint. But, but this philosophy in our world teaches there's no real purpose for mankind. And, and God created people with a need for purpose, and so they're longing for that. And I believe that's why you find people turning to social justice. That's why you find people aligning with woke agendas and others seemingly something to find purpose in their life. They're pursuing after that. I was thinking if you've seen this on the internet, the climate protesters, especially across seas in Europe, sitting down on roadways in front of semis to try to stop them, to try to propagate their message. I'm afraid all they're doing is really making people angry at them, truly. But, 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 they're, but what, what would drive a person to sit down on a highway in front of a bunch of cars and hold up traffic? It's a sense that for some reason something they are doing has purpose in it. I think they're misguided, completely misguided in what they're doing. But it's that longing for purpose. And friends, the devil is out there to trick every one of you to look for purpose in all of the wrong things in life. You may find purpose in popularity. It may be in sports. Maybe it's in gaining wealth and money. Maybe it's in work or in a job. Anything the devil can use in your life to trick you into finding purpose. But that is not God's plan for your life. Friends, I want to remind you this morning that God has a specific plan and a specific purpose for every one of your lives. Some may think that this message is for young people. We had the young people sing for us this morning. Thank you once again for that, that this message applies to young people, and this is a young people's message. Well, it is a young people's message, but it is not a message regulated to young people. Joel said that your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. It's not regarded or, or, or limited by age. It's for all of God's people that God has a plan and purpose for the young and for the old and for everyone in between. Some people may say that this is a message that applies more to men than women since men are the leaders but Joel said that your sons and your daughters shall prophesy I believe God put a distinction between men and women I believe it's reflected in what they wear it's reflected in what they act it's reflected in their roles in marriage it's reflected in their roles in the church yet God clearly values men and women equally and he has equally important roles for them in his kingdom and in his ministry. Friends, God has a plan for your life. Every single person is called to follow that plan and called in a sense to minister in some form or fashion. Jesus said that he was here to inaugurate a kingdom. That kingdom consists of active people who are serving the master's orders. That doesn't mean that every form of ministry look a lot, will look alike. Your ministry will look different from mine. Why? Because you're different from me. And God has a different role for you than he has for me. There's room for variety. There's room for creativity. Cultures change. Time changes. Things, the world continues to shift. And yet the, the God is still true. And God still has a plan. And God still has a purpose for you in this time. And so if God has called you to something and you know it's God and it's consistent with his word, I'm not talking about things that are not consistent with his word, but if God has called you to a form of ministry that looks different from everyone else, 
if it is God calling you, and it's according to his word and doesn't violate his word, then follow God in that ministry. It doesn't have to look like my ministry. It doesn't have to look like Brother Spangler's ministry. It doesn't have to look like somebody else's. It's what God called you to do, and he wants you to make an impact for his kingdom. God has a plan for your life. But not only does God have a plan for your life, but he has the power to help you accomplish it. That's what we hear prophesied in Joel and fulfilled in Acts 2. The filling of the Spirit is power for service. In Ephesians chapter 1, we glimpse Paul pouring out his heart in prayer for the church. And in that prayer, and if you get time, look at Ephesians chapter 1. It's a beautiful prayer. But Paul prays this, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that ye may know what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. And this is the power, the power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Paul was saying, I wish the church would wake up and realize the power that God has for them. It's the power of God. It's the power that raised Jesus from the dead. Find anything more powerful than that. You cannot. It's the greatest power out there. And Paul's prayer for the church, where the church realize that they have this power, that God's power is toward them in this way, that God through them can exercise this power and perform mighty things for his purpose and for his plan. Of course, there's a danger of getting off track with this message. Some people become so consumed with the idea of power that they pursue power instead of Christ. In the early church, we read of Simon the sorcerer who wanted the power of the Holy Spirit for selfish gain. Today, across our world, there's a movement within Christianity that centers around this idea of power. And it's a very dangerous movement. And it's all about the power they have to perform supposed gifts and perform supposed miracles. And God does give people gifts. And God does perform miracles. But it is very concerning when it's broadcasted across television and across the world to lift individuals up and to set their ministry on high pedestals. And, and to raise the person and it's all about the power and it's all about the person and all of a sudden Christ is missing from the picture. Friend, don't get caught in that trap. This power that God talks about isn't for, for, for us, for our selfish gain, to boost us up and to make us prideful, to make us look good or anything in that. It's for his plan. It's for his purpose. It's for his kingdom. And it's so that his ministry, his kingdom will go forward. So don't become sidetracked when the Bible speaks of power. Instead, be grateful and encouraged. The task God wants you to do. And friend, you may be called this morning to do something, and it looks so big to you. It looks impossible. It looks like a mountain. It looks huge. It looks, how in the world, what's even the first thing to do? How in the world do you accomplish a task that big? 
May I remind you this morning that this power, the power of God, the power that raised Jesus from the dead is with you to accomplish God's will in your life. And so no matter how big the obstacles are, no matter how hard it may seem, no matter what you are facing, when you are following God's will, when you are pursuing after that plan he has for your life, his power is there to help you. His power is there to enable you. His power is there to strengthen you. And his power can help you do what God wants you to do. And so my friend this morning, it's a simple message you may say, but it's such a true message. God has a plan for your life. He wants to use you in his kingdom. Jesus came and he talked about Christianity in the form of a kingdom. That when you become saved, you join the kingdom. The kingdom is marching on. The kingdom is going forward. And God has a plan for you in this kingdom. This morning, you may know what God has called you to do. God has revealed the next step in your journey and you are following his plan. Friend, be encouraged that God's strength goes with you and you have his aid and his help to help you complete it. But perhaps you're here this morning and you don't have a clue what God's plan is for your life. Don't be disheartened or discouraged by that. Talk to God and ask him what specifically he wants you to do. And don't be surprised if he just gives you a small step. It is often the way God works that he doesn't reveal the huge plan. He reveals the next step and says walk by faith in those steps. And while you're waiting and while you're seeking God, God, what do you want me to do? God, what is your plan for my life? God, what is your purpose? I would encourage you to just look for small ways that you can help in his kingdom. Look for little things around you. Don't just sit still and do nothing because God hasn't shown the big plan. The Bible is full of things that we can do for his kingdom. See someone in need, help them out. See a way you can serve. Serve in that little capacity and all the while. And sometimes even through that, God will show you what he's calling you to do. Friend, be encouraged this morning. God does have a plan for your life. God is working. God is helping. God is moving. And he will help you to complete that plan. The world around us will send its message of empty purpose. And it will try to make everything, you name it, the world will try to make that thing look like it's so purposeful. And yet it's not. But God does have a purpose for you in his kingdom. God is truly calling men and women to all different forms of ministry. Friends, God has a plan for your life. And he has the power to help you live and complete that plan. Thank the Lord for that this morning. Shall we stand? Brother Eric, would you dismiss us in prayer? Our hearts today through this message, I pray that you help us to think about it, Lord, and to 
search our hearts and to see what you would have for us to do in our daily walk with you. Lord, we thank you that you give us the power to be able to do whatever you ask us to do. We thank you for that. Lord, I pray that you would love to remain here this day. Bring each one back safely tonight, Lord. We thank you and praise you for your blessings in our life.